is the day many have been waiting for and looking forward to many have just been wondering when are we going to talk about the gifts of the spirit so it's today we've laid the the, the fabric we've done the introduction so today we are diving straight into the meat um, of the evening i want to encourage you to to bring out your writing materials if you are using a smart device if you are old school like me and you have a notepad please bring it out get ready let's hunger stir up on your inside i'm trusting god this evening for a transfer um that the testimonies that will follow um this evening's service will not just be oh i'm better informed or i'm better aware but that i am empowered and 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 energized by the spirit of god to arise and to begin to manifest the fullness of the deposit of the spirit of god in me and i pray for you that that will be your experience in the mighty name of jesus glory to god all right so last week by god's grace we laid the foundations about gifts we talked about the principles of giving the principles of receiving uh we, we we said god is a giver of good gifts his motive all right the content of his gift he is a good giver and we we also mentioned that the devil whose modus operandi is to duplicate and corrupt also is a giver of gifts in fact all the nine gifts we will be talking about this evening the devil has his version he has his version of the corrupted adulterated version of everything all right but we've already settled the giver the motive the content and we also talked about our own side which is receiving we talked about recognition which is a dimension of discernment we talked about um stirring up the gifts and we also talked about ministering it to others so I, I believe that is solid in your heart because it leads us directly into the conversation this evening if that summary i just gave did not really make too much sense to you uh, it means you might need to either visit or revisit last week's teaching and it's there on facebook it's there on youtube it's everywhere it's on uh, spotify itunes audio mac and it's free so please listen be blessed and also share let someone else be blessed praise god i said praise god all right so we're going to be talking about the gifts paul the apostle in first corinthians chapter 12 uh we read this last week said concerning spirituals i will not have you ignorant i will not have you unaware and then he went about to talk about gifts, talked about operations, talked about administrations, talked about ministries, and then he focused on nine gifts, which I, I mentioned last week are not exhaustive, all right, but they are representative of the working of the Spirit of God within the body, within the body. And that's the context of the gifts. It is always within the body. And we'll get to that um, shortly. I want us to read 1 Corinthians 12. It's not going to be a lengthy teaching this evening, so I think we should spend time to read the main text, all of it. So let's start by reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, we'll read from verse 1 to 11. We emphasize two verses there, and then we'll boil down into the gifts. Um, I've requested for the Passion Translation. I wanted us to read in a modern easy to read relatable translation um so just follow me I, I i do not know what version you have in your bible but it's on the screen so let's read it together i'll read all the way to verse 12 verse 11 pardon me then i'll read verse 5 again and read verse 11 it says my fellow believers i do not want you to be confused about spiritual realities for you know full well that when you were unbelievers you were often led astray in one way or another by your worship of idols, which are incapable of talking with you. All right, verse 3. Therefore, I want to impart to you an understanding of the following. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say, Jesus is the accursed one. No one can say, Jesus is the Lord Yahweh, unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. All right, let's go on. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts so we see there verse 5 i want us to pay attention to this because we're coming back to verse 5 he says the lord yahweh is one and he is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministry so it is the lord who apportions says the same god distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them 
energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself but all. In the King James, he says to profit, to profit with all. Verse 8, for example, the Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom to another. The same Spirit, the gift of word of revelation, knowledge. And to another, the same Spirit gives the gift of faith. And to another, the same Spirit gives the gifts of healing. And to another, the power to work miracles. And to another, the gift of prophecy. And to another, the gift to discern what the Spirit is speaking. All right. And to another, the gift of speaking different kinds of tongues. And to another, the gift of interpretation of tongues. All right, let's go on. Verse 11, this is the last one. I'll emphasize this. It says, remember, it is the same Holy Spirit. And if you've noticed, there's not been particular attention to caps. If you're reading this in the King James, Holy Spirit, there would have been in caps. God would have been in caps. So I just felt I should emphasize that. Um, and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer. I want us to pay attention to this. Let's jump back to verse 5. We'll come back to this again. Website says, The Lord is the one, and he is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministry. So remember, we said there is the giving part of the gifts. So the Lord Yahweh, the Lord God, is the one who gives. He apportions to believers. It is his will. It is his pleasure to release it. Now, let's go back to um, verse 11. Let's jump. Verse 11 says, remember, it is the same Holy Spirit who distributes. So, he's talking about the giving part. On our own part, we activate and we put into operation these different gifts as he has chosen for the believer. It is my prayer that the light of God's word will shine. You will see yourself uh, today and that the champion in you will arise. That there will be a stirring up even as the word comes forth and that you will be forever changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God. All right, so we are going to walk through the nine gifts in groups of trees. I'm going to be completely a teacher this evening, completely a teacher. And I want you to follow me in a way that it is memorable to you to hear it, to understand it, to be able to teach it, but most importantly, to experience it for yourself. All right, so three groups, nine gifts. That means we will have three gifts per group. That's clear, right? So the first group we're going to look at are the utterance gifts, or revelation gifts, utterance, they involve the speaking, all right, utterance gifts or revelation. To revelation there means apocalypse, it's to unveil, to as it were remove a curtain or remove some, a, 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 a covering, all right. Um, so utterance and revelation gifts, group one, all right. Group two will be Wisdom gifts. By wisdom gifts there, it's an umbrella for gifts that involve supernatural perception. By perception, I want you to think of your senses. Uh, in the physical, we have, they, they tell us we have five senses, right? Some people always talk about the sixth sense. All right, so um, your ability to perceive, to feel, touch, see, smell, all right? Um, did I cover five? I didn't count. Anyways... <laughs> In the same way, there is such a thing as the spirit man, the, the inner person, having their senses activated to perceive and to receive information, and not just information, but to receive solutions by the spirit. It's one thing to have information, is another thing to have solutions. I will go back to that. So, I want us to go step by step. So, utterance gifts or revelation gifts... Group one. Group two, wisdom gifts that involve supernatural perception. Number three, we call them power gifts. Power gifts. They, they, they involve it might power gifts. All right. And you're going to, to remember them. So let's walk, let's walk through this very quickly. The number one gift we want to talk about is diverse kinds of tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues. Now, some people already having questions listening to this. So let me help you. I can hear your questions. All right. I can hear, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus was, it will be in a place talking and that before they even said anything, they would hear and they will respond. So I'm operating 
under that anointing this evening. And one of the questions someone has is, um, if tongues is a gift, then it means that not everybody will have to speak in tongues. All right, that's one of the questions someone has. Someone else is saying that um, these gifts exactly, do they overlap? I mean, the Bible says in, if they can put it up for us, Mark 16, 15, Mark 16, 15. I want us to start from there. Now, when you become born again, for as a believer, when you become born again, there is a starter pack, all right, that is handed to you. That starter pack involves the keys of the kingdom that allows you to unlock your inheritance and to find your place in the body. I'm going to say that again. As a believer, the very day you you get born again and you give your life to, to Christ, as we say it, what is really happening is that you are receiving the life of Christ. All right? When that happens, you have been initiated. You've been baptized into Christ. Now, when that happens, all right, part of what you have received is a starter pack that is part of what we popularly call the Great Commission. If they can put it on the screen for us, Mark chapter 16 from verse 15 to 18. It says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. All right, let's go on. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Let's go down to verse 17. So in the same stream of thought, he says, and these signs will follow those who believe. This is a promise for every believer. Now, the reason why I'm emphasizing this is that we will see that the workings of the gifts of the spirit as a context and that context is within the body within the body of christ however for every believer this is part of your starter pack inheritance pardon me um that's just the way i i have to explain it so that you get it all right so it says these signs will follow those who believe so who is this for is this for pastors, heads of departments? Is this for evangelists? Is this for apostles? Is this for, for general overseers? Is, no, it says these signs will follow them that believe. So part of your inheritance as a believer is that Mark 16, 17 is a scripture you can stand upon to insist on this dimension. It says, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Can you see that? So it is telling us here that as a believer, not necessarily as a manifestation of the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit are within the context of a body. As a believer, however, this is part of your inheritance starter pack. You cast out demons. You speak with new tongues. Let's go on to verse 18. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So can you see that? Um, the reason why I, I just want to start with this is, as a believer, you need to understand there is a starter pack inheritance. Category one. Someone said we're having categories within categories. Follow me. It's going to help you. All right. Category two. As a believer who has been planted in the body, as a believer who has been planted in the body, the gifts are given to nourish the body. If you choose to be a lone ranger, you will not see the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit in your life because the gifts are given within the context of the body. So category one, the believer starter pack. It's, it's an amazing pack already. All right, but when we now plug ourselves into the body, when we are planted, all right, led by the Spirit to our own place, to our own tribe. And I'm going to come to this once again because, okay, let me just wait till we get there. And then that's category two. Category three is what we will be talking about next week. Ministry gifts. Where we now talk about the fivefold ministries. The Bible tells us about apostles, prophets, does this ring a bell, evangelists, pastors, teachers, all right, those are offices now in those offices you still need some of these graces some of some of these gifts so i just felt it was important to 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 have that clear that the context of the gifts is within the body and it is not restricted to the leadership 
it is not restricted to the leadership. When you read 1 Corinthians 14 and you see Paul's commentary on worship, all right, he didn't isolate. He said you bring a hymn, you know, organization to it there where everybody is able to manifest their own gifting. Okay. So, group one or category one of the gifts, utterance, revelation gifts. And the first one we're talking about is diverse kinds of tongues. We've established that for the believer, part of what Jesus said is that we will speak new tongues. Do not allow the enemy deceive you that that is not for you. Do not allow the enemy deceive you that is not for you. All right. If there is one gift that you've already had, all right, is tongues. However, the gift of tongues is different from the new tongues there or the evidence of speaking in tongues that, that shows forth when there is an infilling with the Spirit of God. I hope, I hope things are not getting muddled up for you. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So all through Scripture, we have seen, I'm going to show you three examples where people were baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Bible records it. Not because there was nothing else to record, but because it was important that as these people got filled with the Holy Ghost, the, what we saw, what those around them saw was that they spoke in new tongues. They spoke in new tongues. They spoke in new tongues as an evidence of the feeling of the Spirit of God. Because I can remember I was watching a documentary and there was a lady who was struggling with speaking in tongues. She was struggling. You know, she, she was trying. She just couldn't make it. It just sounded too gibberish. She just couldn't. She said she was trying. And you know, we said last week, you don't try to receive a gift. The gift is given. It's your own duty to receive it. You recognize it. You unpack it. You stir it up. You saw there in verse 11, it says we activate it and we put into operation. All right? And then she found 1 Corinthians 14 verse 30. To all prophesy to all kind of work miracles, to all speak in tongues. And that was a rema for her. Ah, not everybody speaks in tongues. Therefore, I don't have to speak in tongues. That's a nice calculated deception of the enemy. Not all we have the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. The diverse kinds of tongues there talks about by a grace, a gifting that allows you to shuttle between languages of men and languages of angels. It's a special gifting. You, you can shuttle and you can speak languages of men. You can speak languages of angels. You can speak mysteries. All right, literally shuttling. But all of us believers can speak new tongues. I hope that is clear. Someone is saying, no, 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 pastor, I don't agree. So let's go to the word of God. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This wasn't a gift. This was an impartation of the Spirit that is your right as a believer. All right? Let's go to Acts chapter 10, verse 46. Acts chapter 10, verse 46. And they heard, you know Acts chapter 10, the story of Peter and Cornelius, the first documented message to the Gentile people. All right, for they heard them, it says, while he yet spoke, the Spirit of God descended on them. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, and then the thought continues. So, Acts chapter 2, the outpouring of the Spirit, evidence speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 10, Peter preaching to Cornelius and to a Gentile nation. The Spirit of God came, and then they spoke in tongues. Acts chapter 19, Paul in the city of Ephesus. All right, he met a couple of folks. The Bible tells us their number, 12 of them. And he asked them, all right, he says, have you guys received the Holy Ghost? I love that kind of question. I mean, first question, imagine going, going out, all right, I meet people and the first greeting, you get, have you received the Holy Ghost? <laughs> such, such, such a conversation, all right. And they said, well, we have not heard such as the Holy Ghost. Said, so what have you believed? So we believed in the baptism of John. And then Paul ministered Jesus to them. They received the baptism of Christ. And then he laid hands on them. It's on your screen. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. All right? So do not exclude yourself by saying, this is not my gift. All right? We learned, pastor said that, you know, the gifts are shared, are portioned by God. So may I, I know the one I got. I didn't get tongues. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You might not have the gift 
of diverse tongues, but your inheritance as a believer, as evidence of the infilling of the Spirit of God, is that there is evidence of tongues. Now, someone is saying, well, I know, I know a man of God is very powerful. You will never hear him speak in tongue. You will never hear him speak in tongue. See, don't assume your destiny to destruction. You need to ask the man of God. It's amazing. Paul, Paul literally told them, if there's nobody that will interpret speaking tongues in public, there are ministries that do not permit the speaking of tongues publicly. All right? Just because they don't, like Paul said, want to appear mad. Unless there is an interpretation, that is when it benefits whoever is listening to it. So, that the fact that you've not heard their tongues doesn't mean they don't speak in tongues. Just like Paul, they might just speak in tongues more than all of you and all of us. All right? So, don't, don't, don't just sit down and be an armchair um, as, assumptionist. Pardon my French. I don't think that word exists. Say, I know there's a great man of God. There are miracles. I've not heard one tongues. But all these, you know, Pentecostals, before they even carry the mic, hallelujah, blah, 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 blah. Don't despise the gifts of God's Spirit. And do not excuse yourself. There are many benefits. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Pray with all manners of prayers in the Spirit. Jude 1, 20. Building up, your, building up yourself or your most holy faith. So don't excuse yourself. In fact, like I heard the man of God say, tongues are the door to the supernatural. That's why we are starting from all trans gifts. Because if you will experience the other ones, you will have mastered this initially. And it is my prayer that there will be that impartation of grace that is transferred to your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. All right. So, diverse kinds of tongues, they, it, it goes beyond the, the, the speaking of tongues that is common to every believer. It's a gift. Some, sometimes you, you come into a group and you, you know PD does not speak Polish or Russian. But we have someone who is Russian in, in, in church. He says, I know what you're saying. You were talking about my mom. You're talking about my sister. It's true. She's been in the hospital. I, I, I said that it was by an impartation of God's spirit. All right? And that person, there's nothing you can tell them again. They believe that God is real. They believe that God is real. So diverse tongues. You switch to a communication of angels completely. And then number two, the spirit of God gives you interpretation. So number one, you know, group one is utterance and revelation. We've talked about diverse tongues. Diverse, not new tongues, which is the inheritance of every believer. Diverse tongues, which is a gift apportioned. Interpretation of tongues. Interpretation of tongues, very important. As far as Paul the Apostle was concerned, if you won't interpret, if I won't know what you're saying, he says, how do you prepare for battle? All right? And this is something we really need to emphasize more in corporate worship. That beyond the tongues, we will get clearly the instructions. Let's see 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5 and verse 8. Verse 5 and verse 8. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5 and verse 8. It says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that, that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. By greater, they do not imagine a senior, all right? It means it's more useful to the body. All right, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Let's scroll to verse 8. For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? If there is no interpretation, I will, will make of essence the promptings of the Spirit of God. And some of you have this gift, but you've doubted it. You've called it something, something. All right, someone is speaking in tongues around you, and it's as though a thought is laid on your heart. Like, oh, something, something told me. Something told me, all right, part of activating and operating is building confidence and knowing that this is the Spirit of God. This is the meaning of this thing. This is, this is, this is exactly what it means. And it is my prayer that that grace will rest on you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So let's go to the third one under utterance, uh, which is also in verse 10. The gift of prophecy. Somebody say prophecy. Prophecy um, has two dimensions to it. One is foretelling, all right, and the other one is foretelling. I mean, Pastor Matthew has preached a lot about this. He operates in the office of a prophet strongly. You know, we talked about office. A part of the requirements for that office is a gift of prophecy. So you tell about something yet to happen, or you, the second part, which is a word of power, 
is you insert a possibility into the future. Does that make any sense? Two dimensions of prophecy. Let me give an example. So as a foretelling, foretell, telling about the future, I can say by this time next week, all right, that the exchange I'm being now, please do not cut this and make a trend, all right, that the exchange rate of the Canadian dollar to the US dollar will be one to one. I'm just saying so. So I am foretelling as a way of peeping into the future, seeing a reality and declaring it in the now. Foretelling. Now there is a foretelling which irrespective of what is in the future, the power of God's spirit with the energized words will go into that future and make it happen. Are you getting it? So when the prophet says, by this time tomorrow, a flower, ridiculous indices that the minister that was by the king said is not possible. Even if God should open the windows of heaven, that was a fourth telling. A child of God, you have that authority in your mouth. You can literally speak things irrespective of what tomorrow was meant to bring. You will command your morning and you insist on God's word, release words of power. And it is my prayer once again that this grace will rest on you in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Another way to see prophecy from what Paul described, you know, we've talked about foretelling, foretelling. But another way to see prophecy is that when you speak in tongues and you bring forth that interpretation, what you've done really is that you've prophesied. You, you, you might run into some equations like prophecy, equals to tongues plus interpretation because those words are no longer normal words. Those are energized words. They might tell of the future where there are foretellings or they might be words of power where there are foretellings. And this is my prayer that this grace will rest upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, you recognize it, you stir it up, and then you minister it to others. You minister it to others. Praise God. Good. I'm, I'm sure you are still following. So, utterance, revelation, gifts, diverse tongues. So, if, if we're setting an exam on this now, and we said group one, utterance, revelation, gifts, if you write tongues, we'll give you half mark. Let me just let you know. We'll give you half mark. All right. If you have new tongues, we'll give you quarter mark. All right. But if you write diverse tongues, say yes. Person gets it. Person was listening. <laughs> Praise God. And then interpretation of tongues by the Spirit of God and prophecy by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. If we can put 1 Corinthians 14 verse 39 on the screen in a newer translation for us. It says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy. And don't forbid speaking in tongues. Be eager to prophesy. Be eager to, to prophesy. Desire prophecy. Desire to not just stop at your tongues, but to go beyond those tongues and to demand interpretation by the Spirit of God and you are releasing words of power. It is my prayer that that grace will manifest over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Is that the best you've got? In the mighty name of Jesus. All right, category two, we've dealt with utterance and revelation gifts. Category two are the wisdom gifts, the gifts that deal with supernatural perception. And for every person in ministry, remember we said that the context of gifts is within the body, within the body. And when you find well-functioning church groups, you will see that it was as though God supplied adequately. That's when everybody activates you know, sometimes you're looking for a puzzle. The puzzle is not missing. The person with the puzzle is just hiding it in their pocket. All right. And there are sick people around. There are, there are people hurting. There are people about to make one faulty decision. And someone who has the gift is just like, is this me? Am I, am I going to say rubbish? The Bible says, woe is it that says, thus says the Lord. When the Lord has not spoken, God, could this be me? Could this be woe? <laughs> Somebody say, Activate. Somebody say activate. Somebody say activate. And that, that, that's the place of, of spiritual mentorship. All right. There are some who have taken this thing to the extreme. To the extreme. The pastor said I should activate it. So, PD, I saw you. It was you I saw. The Lord showed to me. You were jumping, 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 jumping. After jumping, now got tired. Then a bird came. The bird was white. 
mustard leaf in his mouth. All sorts. All right. And when there's no spiritual um, mentorship as to how the workings of the gift, Paul said, he said, God, this is not the author of confusion. All right. When you start seeing brazen display of, of foolishness, people's minds creating stuff, some are using the gift of prophecy to communicate their grievances in the church. Thus hear the Lord. Thus hear the Lord. Ah, they will shake. Sister Jane, thus hear the Lord. The way you spoke to me last week, thus hear the Lord. It is not good. Hey, hey, just call Sister Jane apart and say, the way you spoke to me is not good. All right, there are ways that these things have been abused. There are ways that they have been counterfeited. But it doesn't exclude the fact that the original still exists. And it is my prayer that you, you, your vessel, your life will be proof of the original manifestations of these gifts in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, wisdom gifts, wisdom gifts. Three of them again, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. And I'm, I'm sure the way we are walking through it is becoming memorable. It's sticking. Why does it need to stick? You begin to place a demand. This is the need, Father. This is the need in your body. This is the need. Let there be a supply. I desire it. There is the release part, apportioning. There is the receiving and activation part. Father, I see a need. I see there's too many sick people around me. I place a demand by your spirit for working of miracles and gifts of healings. All right, there's, there's, there's too many people needing direction. I need a word in season, a clear word, a, a, a word of prophecy. You, you place a demand. So it's good that it sticks utterance you remember diverse tongues interpretations prophecy wisdom you remember word of knowledge word of wisdom all right and discerning of spirits so what do these mean word of knowledge the word there is the word logos for those who are just curious to know that is it a rema it's logos it's a written word of knowledge the knowledge there is gnosis all right and what does that mean it's supernatural information by the spirit that you could not have had by any other source so there is word of knowledge and then there is word from knowledge there is word from word from knowledge means you know someone came and said pastor uh, please let us pray let us pray um sister Q's husband has been you know doing this doing that so let us pray all right that's information and then our pastor says, oh, there's somebody here. Your husband, that, that is not word of knowledge. That is word from knowledge. Word of knowledge is, and sometimes you feel the impact more when it is a first contact. And we, we know, you know, people who operate mightily in these gifts. We've seen it to the glory of God in our ministry, where a word comes for someone, unknown information, prior information. And sometimes also to balance this, it doesn't mean that it cannot be a word of knowledge concerning someone you know about. Do not delete your ability to minister to them just because you know their lives and you're wondering, is this from knowledge? No, no, no. Allow the Spirit of God free way, free way, free way. He can use you to minister a word to someone you know, all right? It doesn't mean you will insist that this is you, all right? You give the word. Don't doubt it. You release the word. You release the word. You release the word. There's someone under the sound of my voice. The Spirit of God plants that information in you. And many times you greet it with gratitude. So you're watching and you just say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's somebody here. Daddy said, with accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. Praise God. I said, praise God. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 26. If they can put it on the screen for Second Kings chapter 5, verse 26. Thank you. Then he said to him, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? So if this was in church, I would have done a quiz and maybe I would have given a gift or maybe a $20 gift. Yeah, we do that. I do that sometimes. I don't say we. I do that sometimes. All right. So I was, I was going to say who, who was speaking here and to whom. In the days of Bible quiz and cadets, you know, growing up in Foursquare, you do Bible quiz, 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 quiz. All right. You do sword drill, sword drill. And we, we need to bring those things back. So who was speaking and to whom? And then time, time, time. See, right. All right. So this was the prophet Elisha speaking to his servant or his understudy. Geazi, who after the 
healing of Naaman, ran to go and receive the gifts that the prophet had refused. And he said, where, 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 where have you been? He said, no, I've not, I've not gone anywhere. And by the Spirit, Elisha had the knowledge of not just where he had been, but what exactly he had done. Word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. Information by the Spirit. It is my prayer that that grace will come alive. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you will, by the Spirit of God, stir it up and you will activate it. And that the cloud of, of the voice of self, the cloud of the, of, the, of the voice of the flesh is silenced. That you will know clearly that this is the Lord speaking. You are his sheep. You will know his voice. You will hear his voice. You will know his voice clearly in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. So the word of knowledge, if it is information by the Spirit, then the word of wisdom is solution by the Spirit of God. A dimension of problem solving by the Spirit of God. We saw this in the life of Joseph. Joseph not only had the gift to interpret the dream, but by the Spirit had a backing with wisdom to prefer the solution. I hope someone is getting this this evening. Daniel not only had the, the grace to know, all right? So we see knowledge there because the dream wasn't told like the case of Joseph. I hope I'm not modeling this up and assuming too much. So Pharaoh had a dream. He couldn't interpret his dream. He shared his dream with Joseph. Joseph brought interpretation to the dream. That wasn't knowledge. That was interpretation and he gave solution by the Spirit. That was wisdom. Now, Daniel with King Nebuchadnezzar, all right, Nebuchadnezzar had his own dream, couldn't recall the dream, all right? He knew he had a dream. He needed enough wisdom to tell him his dream and what the dream meant. So there was information by the Spirit, knowledge, and then there was also interpretation and then wisdom by the Spirit of God saying, this is what, King, you should do with this information. If they can put first Chronicles 12, verse 32 on the screen for us. Tells us about the, uh, a, a tribe in Israel called the sons of Issachar. The Bible says that they had an understanding of the times, all right, discerning of the times, and beyond a knowledge, they also knew what Israel ought to do. There was a dimension of wisdom at work there. So that's a solution by the spirit solution so a word of knowledge comes and says that there is someone here um you've been having this funny pain on your back all right that's information the wisdom dimension might be an instruction or it might be a gift of healing the lord says you're healed are you healed that's it settled or it might be the lord wants you to for the next three days you just dance you pick 30 minutes daily and you just dance that's wisdom solution as always why are they dancing i've been dancing for seven years as if, in fact, the knee, the knee hurts more. Ready dancing, all right? That's the era of Naaman. Simple instructions. So a dimension of the word of wisdom there will always involve what to do. This is what the Spirit of God is saying. This is what we should do. For instance, uh, sometime last year, the Lord told me some things about the new decade, not just 2020. Um, of course, you know, we didn't share it publicly, which is why I'm saying this for the first time publicly. And there were a couple of instructions of things we should do. And then I went back to the team of leaders and pastors. This is what the Lord is saying. Knowledge. This is what we should do. Wisdom. Now, when everything, I mean, it's beginning to unravel little by little. But when it unravels fully, it will look as if, how did some people know about this? It's the word of wisdom at work. And it is my prayer that that grace will be stirred up in you and that you will bring the dimension of that flavor in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will arise, you will perceive by the Spirit, you will know by the Spirit. Scripture says that Jesus himself, he knew what he will do. It is my prayer for you that by virtue of the working of the Spirit of God, confusion comes to an end at every time. By his Spirit, you will know what to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, glory to God. I said glory to God. All right. So, the wisdom gifts, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. Number three, the discerning of spirits. This is very important, especially in the church setting. Very important. Very, very important. You know, our world is captivated by looks, packaging. 
If it looks good, it's probably good. If it smells nice, it's probably nice. Some people are well-packaged demons, and I'm, I'm, I'm not being, all right, solid wolves, all right, with shaved beards and with nice toned bodies and seducing spirits. And this is why we need the spirit of discernment. Discernment is seeing what it is for what it truly is and not what it looks like. Especially in a growing ministry like ours, when you know people are coming, you don't know where they're coming from. Sometimes you, and this is not paranoia. This is not paranoia. This is a sensing by the Spirit of God that this heart is not right. And it's usually a matter of time. It is usually a matter of time. It is usually a matter of time. It is my prayer that the Lord will expose every evil work around you. In the mighty name of Jesus, especially those who have come to leech, those who have come to destroy, those who have come to tear down, that the Lord will expose them in the mighty name of Jesus, that the eyes of your spirit will pop open in the mighty name of Jesus, and you will be able to discern in the name of Jesus. Is that the best you've got? In the name of Jesus. Discernment. Discernment. The Greek word used there actually means to distinguish spirits. To be able to tell this prophecy, this prophecy, it is not from God. I know. I know this prophecy is not from God. This instruction is, it. how do you know? We've talked about this. It doesn't agree, align with scripture. There's, there's sometimes they will make it look like it wants to align with scripture. But you know there is something on your inside, not something. It's a nudge of the spirit of God saying no, no. And you see that red flag. You see that red flag. You know this is not God. This is not God. This is not God. Discernment of spirit. It exposes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Let's read from verse 16 to 18. The Bible tells us of a lady who was factually speaking. She was saying the right stuff. As the men of God, we know that the book of Acts was written by the Dr. Luke. All right. We know that. And... He capturing her saying that this lady was going around with them. Going around with them. It says she did it for many days. That's how discernment works. You sense not just what they are saying, but the spirit at work in them. Not everybody that smiles is smiling. Not everybody that wants to collaborate, wants to build. There is collaboration that is set up for destruction. And that is where discernment. Sometimes you don't even have the evidence. The track record shows Good intentions. You have to trust the leading of God's spirit. It says, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought a master's much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God. True or false? Who proclaim to us the way of salvation. True or false? All right, verse 18. I want us to pay attention to verse 18. It says, Verse 18, and this she did for many days. Many days. It was probably like, well, this spirit isn't right, but what she's saying is, is, is right. It's correct. All right? And, and, I, and I need you to, your antennas to be up that beyond what is being said, you, we test spirits. We discern by the spirit of God. This is not right. I don't agree with this. Based on honor, I might still respect and honor that vessel by no this 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 is not god this is not god this is not god by the spirit i discern i have testimonies of discernment Testi i'm looking at my time now i can give you testimonies of of agendas exposed by the spirit nullified by the spirit incapacitated by the spirit hmm. He says, but Paul, greatly annoyed, that stared up in his spirit, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. That very hour. Once again, I pray for you. That's beyond your physical eyes. The real eyes of your spirit will pop open. That your spiritual perception will wake up from sleep to sensitivity. And you will discern the mind of the spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. So don't forget. All right. We are not setting any exam on this. But I need you to stick. Group 1. Utterance and revelation gifts. Group 1. Utterance 
and revelation gifts. So we've talked about diverse tongues, we've talked about interpretation of tongues, and then we've talked about prophecy. We came to group two, wisdom gifts, supernatural perception by the Spirit of God. We talked about a word of knowledge, information not previously known by the Spirit. We talked about the word of wisdom, solution by the Spirit, what to do. All right, and then we talked about discerning of spirit. So let's go to the last group now as we begin to tie this up together. I think we've done well with our time this evening. The third group, power gifts, power gifts. This is the one that many people are after. They will do anything to get this, anything. They will dance on the altar of demons. They will sleep on graves. They will do anything, anything as far as the power comes. And let me tell you, God is not ordering his power. God's power isn't on leave. The problem is the vessel, the, 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 the things we have in our heart. We forget many times that God isn't just hearing our words, but he's seeing the intents and the thoughts of our hearts. His power is still real. He's still moving. He's still doing amazing things. In the last two months, amazing testimonies of healings. Amazing testimonies of healings. We've shared some publicly. Amazing testimonies of healings. So God is still doing amazing things. He's still doing amazing things. Praise God. Power gifts. The first one is the gift of faith. The gift of faith. Now, someone just heard that. Says, oh, I thought we were moving fast. Now, we have to tell PD to slow down. How can faith be a gift? That's question one. Question two. How can faith be a power gift? That's question two. Question three. Faith is a fruit of the spirit. Well, Peter told us that is love, but one of the expressions of that love is faith. All right? So, how come faith is there and then we are seeing faith again here? So, what exactly is going on? And then the Bible also says that we are saved, all right, by grace through faith. So, what is going on? The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. What is going on, Pastor? If this is a gift that is apportioned, does it mean some people have faith and some people don't get faith? All right? So, all your questions are valid. And why is it a power gift? Very quickly, we are going to answer all of your questions. Remember, as we said about tongues, there is a tongue that is part of the inheritance of the believer. All right? It is impossible to be saved without faith. So let's start from there. There is a saving faith. The faith that you needed and you required to receive the gift of salvation. Let's put up Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. So that is one I want you to settle. Because you're going to have people asking you these questions. What do you learn at church today? You need to be able to understand and explain. Someone says, tell us about faith. And then you just go Hebrews 11. 1. Faith is the substance of things of faith. Evidence of things not yet seen. By faith we move. Yes, yeah, by faith we, we know. We know. Relax. The gift of the Spirit, faith. Explain. 30 marks. The fruit of the Spirit, faith. Discuss. 50 marks. Saving faith. Is it on the screen? All right. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So remember, we talked about the gift of salvation here. The way we receive it is by faith. We receive it by faith. All right. That is not a working of the gift of faith. That is faith to believe. Alright? So I wanted to settle that. The other one is the faith that is designed as our operating system. As our choice operating system. I'm going to say that again. Not just as our operating system, but as our choice operating system. The Bible says in, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures, Habakkuk 2 verse 4, Romans 1 17, Galatians 3 11, Hebrews 10 38. The just shall live by faith. All right? It's saying that the operating system of the believer has to be faith. I know some of us have MacBooks. I use a MacBook. And I have a friend whose MacBook runs Windows. And I remember the first time I saw the screen, I looked at it again. This is a MacBook. You're running Windows. This is a MacBook. Now, that operating system could work on it, but that is not the choice operating system. In the same way, dear child of God, there are many possible ways that you might want to live your life. 
You might want to live your life normally, casually. You want to live your life naively. You know, these spiritual things, I don't believe in them, you know. My mom just, you know, spiritualizes everything. You know, my dad is just into church. You know, you can, those are choices, all right? It says the choice way for the just is that we will live by faith. So there is the living by faith that is our choice design. I hope you are still with me this evening. Praise God. So there's saving faith through which we received the gift of salvation. There is the faith of the believer. I think they, they have Romans 117 on screen. One of many places from old to the new where it says that the just shall live by faith. And this is the only way we can please God. This is the only way we can please God. Thank you so much. If you can put up Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. It says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. All right? For he that comes to him. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. That's faith. He is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. So those are dimensions of faith that should already be at work in a believer. The part of the expression of the, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, manifesting faith there, is that God's word is true. All right? There's that dimension. So what exactly is this gift of faith? What exactly is this gift of faith? Hmm. The Lord is going to help me here because um, this alone can be a teaching on its own. This alone, the gift of faith. This gift of faith is a, a grace by the Spirit of God for what I call divine audacity. Divine audacity without requisite installments of things that normally feed into building faith. So what feeds into building faith? The Word of God first. God's Word has said it. You found it. You've laid hold of the promise. You've confessed it enough that it has been internalized into your spirit, man. You've meditated on it. You've brooded over it. It has become your reality. You've, you've received instruction to act upon. All right? Those are the elements. I'm, I, I know I'm saying a lot of things that feed into faith. All right? And then you see exploits done by faith, by faith, by faith. All right? There is, there is a working of the gift. All right? That is divine audacity. You just declare something that is completely impossible all right, and you, you, you are wondering, how did that happen? Praise God. Praise God. Sometime last year, our lease at one of our previous venues was coming to an end, and the, the, the host, very wonderful people said, do you want to extend it? And I said, well, we are moving. Oh, they said, okay, we're going to miss you guys. We're going to miss you too. We are moving. Um, so I called the pastoral minister. Team. I said, we are moving in September. First Sunday of September, we are moving. And then I called one of my friends who is an anointed minister in worship. I said, we are entering into a new place. First Sunday of September, once in time with a shout. I told him in, I think, April. We agreed on the date. You know, I had all the discussions, logistics, everything. And then when it was July, we're looking for a new venue. Nothing. August, looking for a new venue. First week of August, second week now. Someone is saying, well, this is poor planning. This is very bad. I had already said we're moving. In fact, I literally at some point picked up my phone and I wanted to tell the guest, Mr. Lapis, if you have any other invitation for first Sunday in September, you maybe you should accept it because the word had been released and it, there was no sense as to how possible it would be. But didn't God show up? Didn't God show up? That is how the gift of faith works. It is divine audacity. By this. And let me tell you, in this kingdom, in every group, everybody cannot be logical at the same time. We need, we need people who will be... You get, I'm, I'm frightened. Who will be divinely mad? Who will be, by the Spirit of God, say what is impossible? That is the way we do exploits in the kingdom. This, this normal, fine, you know, safe, within the guardrails... The gift of faith is a power gift. It's divine audacity. It says, this time, five years time, there are some words we've released in this church. Those here know that we've released till date. They don't make sense as to how it will practically unfold. But God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. God doesn't say things are, God doesn't say things because they are true. Things are true because God said them. He's all powerful by himself. 
Praise God. So power gifts, number one, the gift of faith. And I know you are now clear as to saving faith. You are now clear as to the operating system of the believer, the choice operating system of the believer, and the expression of a believer that pleases God without faith. And then the manifestation of this gift, this audacity by the Spirit of God. And it is my prayer that that grace will rest on you in the mighty name of Jesus. So the other two power gifts, working of miracles, um, I don't need to, to, to say more explanation with that working of miracles, and then the gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. It's amazing that it emphasizes that the gifts of healing there is in plural. Gifts of healing. And, and my understanding of this is that there are various graces. Now, I trained as a medical doctor, spent a lot of time studying the human body, how diseases work, and all of those. And I, I know of a truth that God is a healer. In our ministry, we've been blessed to see a lot of miracles in the healing realm and healing dimension, all sorts of conditions. Now, the way this gift works is that there are special graces that are re released in a way that unless that gift is not there. There are certain graces. It might be, it might be deafness, blindness, paralysis. All right. For instance, in our church, now I know some of my pastors listening are going to say, oh, PD is putting us on the spot. I know of a shorty that if you have a blood condition, a blood condition, a blood, whether it's leukemia, whether it's anemia, whatever it is, a blood condition, the, the God has blessed us here. There is a gift that if the person prays and lays hands on you, you are healed forever. All right? If you know anybody believing God for the fruit of the womb, fruit of the womb, looking for a baby, we have the gift in here. And we trust God very soon. You know, we say it is to profit with all. So we're going to start announcing, all right, healing reigns and prayers for those trusting couples, not women, all right, because it's cultural, it's, it's cultural. See, the woman is barren. I don't understand that. The woman... It's the couple. Couple. It's the couple. All right. And then we have those sessions where we minister um, to couples. And I see this is not, this is his gift. <laughs> Nine months, I can literally set alarm clock. I know when we are doing your naming ceremony. Someone says it's sounding too confident. That's how these gifts work. Divine audacity. It is my prayer that you will not be a cynic. You will not be a skeptic. You will be a worker of miracles. In the mighty name, someone needs to gather. I say, you will be a worker of miracles. In the mighty name of Jesus. Acts chapter 8, let's read verse 5 to 8. Working of miracles. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Healings, and then we'll round up for today. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord, either the things spoken by Philip, you can see recognition and receiving the hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. All right, see that? And there was, I love this verse, and there was great joy in that city because of the gift of God in your life. It is my prayer that there will be great joy in your city. In the mighty name of, I know there are people watching from various parts of the world. I said because of the gifts and the grace of God upon your life, there will be great joy in your city. In the mighty name of Jesus, Luke chapter 4 verse 40. Luke chapter 4 verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Please, please, it just occurred to me to say this. I mentioned blood conditions. I mentioned fruit of the womb. Someone is saying, well, if I need prayers concerning any other ailment, are you saying that I can No, no, no. I'm just saying those are specific, specific instances that we have people who are working practically in those gifts in. And in the last, we've seen healings, testimonies of, of amazing things. So God's power is available to heal all various diseases irrespective of the of the of the pathophysiology god is able to heal all sorts of diseases glory to god glory to god all right let's round up let's tie this up um the last question we want to answer this evening is i don't see the gifts operating i don't see them operating and i'm a believer i've been a believer for a while now i don't see the gifts operating if they are gifts i don't work for them god is not checking me out so wh why exactly have I not seen the gift? So I'm going to give you three reasons. I want you to examine yourself. 
uh, not just to make a diagnosis and, and just go and sleep, but to place a demand on the anointing this evening, this very evening. I'll pray a simple prayer for you that there will be a release of grace, a transmission of the power of God. As this light has come, you understand the giver. You understand his motive. You understand the content. You, as the receiver, recognize the grace. You stir it up and you minister it to others. All right? That it is my prayer that through you, the body will be edified. That the deficiency that your sleep, the, the, the deficiency, the lack, the inadequacy that your 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 lack of showing up as brought will come to an end in the mighty name of Jesus that you arise to the fullness and you will take your place in the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus all right three reasons why you probably aren't seeing the gifts manifest in your life number one the gift is actually there but you have not acknowledged it and you have not activated it as number one but now light has come you're like, oh, that was what happened. Oh, oh, so that was it. Oh, wow. So this was this was basically a word. Now it light has come. All right. So that's already solved. Number two, because the gift is not for individuals, but for the body of Christ. The gift is not for you to feel good. It's not for you to become yourself, ministries international. No, it's for your body. It's for the body. Number two is that you are practically out of fellowship practically out of fellowship you're like no i don't i don't believe church again you've been hurt you've been stabbed the pastor said something you didn't like your head of department did something or you were going through a tough path you thought the church wasn't there for you so you just excused yourself i'll serve my god in my house and i'm going to heaven i don't want any any anything all right practically out of fellowship you're disconnected if you're out of the body there is no use for you to supply do you understand that is the waste of grace if you won't serve in a body then practically out of fellowship number three the one i want you to pay attention to is you are functionally out of fellowship it means you are still there physically you are still doing the motions if i don't come now they will disturb me they'll say where have you gone where have you gone all right some of you are in places where you've left but you're, you're still physically there and you're spiritually not there. It won't flow. It won't flow. The context of the gift is in a place where it flows to the body. A place where you are. Practically, you are there. Functionally, you are there. Serving diligently. Open the... Bring it up a bit. The eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Very quickly, I want to pray with two groups of people. The first group is someone who is listening to me and you are not even born again. These gifts are not for outsiders. These gifts are for the family. And someone is saying, well, will my motive be right if the only reason why I'm coming is because of the gift? Well, you, when you come, you will fall in love with the giver. It might be the gifts that pulled you but you will stay when you feel the warmth of the giver. So don't allow the enemy lie to you that make it next week. It looks like you just want to give today. No, no. There is every reason for salvation is a good reason. Because when you find him, you find life. You find life. God wants to take away your guilt, your shame, that sense of unworthiness. He wants to plant you in his family. You are valuable. There is a role for you to play. There is destiny on your life. There is purpose to your existence. You are not just another statistic. You are not just someone trying to make a meaning and find their place. There is a place for you. And his arms are wide open. I want to pray for you, category one. Category two, you know that there is a role for you to play. 
and you're not even sure whether it's there, it's not coming alive, or you've been away, or you've been functionally away. Your body is there, your heart is away. And you see, I just need God to sort me out. I need God to sort me out. There's so much. I, I know there's so much deposit in me. I need God to sort me out. God knows the specifics of your case. And he's here to bring you solution. Father, I pray with your children under the sound of my voice. For those who are making the best decision of their lives today. Receiving the life of Christ. As they acknowledge their sin. Their need for a savior. As they believe in their hearts. And confess with their mouths. Jesus as their Lord. I ask that your life comes to them. That their sins are washed away. That that guilt, that shame, that sense of unworthiness is taken away. And that you receive your life. Now they are a part of your family. They are empowered by your spirit to live a victorious life. A life that pleases you. For your other children who are saying, My father is a giver of good gifts. I'm looking around and I'm wondering, did I miss the memo? What exactly is going on? Thank you, Father, for deposits right now being released. Thank you for the grace to recognize, the grace to stir up, to activate and put into operation these gifts that they will find their place in the body. They will serve faithfully to the glory of your name. Their lives will not be a waste. Nations will be grateful for their obedience, for their yielding in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've heard us. For in Jesus' name we are praying. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.